Hello. Welcome back to Songwriting Saves the World. This is season four, the business season. This season, you're going to get an insight on all things behind the scenes in music. We are talking to songwriters, A&Rs, publishers, and producers. We're so excited to be back and to be giving you guys all the real piping hot tea about the music industry. Woo! Let's get into it. The last episode of the season. Yeah, this is the last episode of our business season, and it's a solo episode. Surprise, surprise. Because we haven't done that in, like, a long time. And, like, we don't speak outside of actually only being on the podcast. So I have no idea what's going on with the neat. I don't know what's going on with Sasha. I'm just, ki- <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a joke. But it makes it, like, seem more funny. So. <laughs> like, I have no idea what's going on us an hour after <laughs> we were supposed to start recording. We've been talking for an, an entire <laughs> hour. We should have just recorded that and then called it the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Except that would be really depressing. Oh, yeah. We were talking about the fact that my B12 deficiency is giving me gray hair. And every day you live, you're getting closer to dying. Yes. And my plants might be dying, too. And Anik doesn't want to live in Norway anymore. Yep. And her boss is really mean and an old witch. Yep. Happy 2023, everybody. <laughs> 2023. But, yes. Anyway, I feel like people might actually like, like, a lifestyle podcast from us. But that's, like, not what this is. I know. But, like, it could be a side pro- That's the thing. And that's why the TikTok might be interesting. <laughs> to be more of us like public figures because i think that we're kind of funny we are like we are funny i mean i know everybody like thinks that they're funny but i know but i think that we're really funny we are entertaining so let's just jump into our episode yeah let's do it oh my god i don't even know what a normal transition to this is we're like okay so basically we're gonna do like a short chat section where we're going to kind of talk about the themes that came up throughout the season throughout the business season and explain more of our thoughts ish and then we're going to do like a flash round of asking each other questions kind of like some things that we just want to ask each other and some things that we asked guests and some things that just like came up in our brains and then we're going to be done speedy short sweet beautiful (laughs) okay so (laughs) I'm like, how do people naturally transition to things in podcasts? Do you just start talking? We we just did it. We naturally transitioned. Do we? I don't know. We haven't done a solo in so long. It feels so rusty. It's okay. It's okay. Just don't worry about it. Just breathe. <laughs> but first on the list is what does it look like to be a musician right now? Oh, yeah. Okay. Our chat section. So we were thinking about this topic because a lot of our conversations recently, just between the two of us, are about like what is it going to mean for us to be writers like as life goes on in the next handful of years and then after that because I feel like we're both like I go to Berkeley College of Music you went to Limby and are kind of now living in Norway and like fake into like your Limby community and we're kind of like what does it mean what do we do like after this like student era Mm -hmm. of like of of musicianship where it's like we're not making money off of it really yet but we're like building connections and like building cool projects and stuff and then it's like what happens when it's really down to the wire of like you have to be profitable or you have to stop yeah yeah so what do you think Anik? i feel like <laughs> being a musician or like a songwriter and artist has changed or like my perception of what that looks like has changed mm-hmm. a lot throughout the past two years yeah and i mean i feel like especially 
we used to always talk about like okay like the plan is you know keep writing make connections get a publishing deal and then like then you are good like then you have all the connections you're getting into the rooms you're doing all the things yeah and i've quickly realized that that is not always how it goes and i feel like (sighs) unfortunately yeah it was like a hard thing to realize but i think it kind of is looking more like having a balance of like being able to pay your bills and incorporating music into your life and getting your things done yeah. in a way that makes sense in a way that allows you to still have a life and make money yeah and i feel like for some people they're able to like have jobs within music like some i know a lot of like producers are like i'm not making mm-hmm. a whole lot of money off of like production yet but i <coughs> can charge people for mixing and mastering and things like that yeah so i think like for a lot of people it's something like that which allows you to have more time to invest in music for me Mm -hmm. it's having to work like a normal job and just doing sessions on my days off or like I just got a new position that I get out of work earlier so I can do sessions after work so I think it's just like prioritizing what you want out of your career like now Mm -hmm. I've decided that like I'm gonna prioritize my artist project more and yeah. so it's like all of the sessions that I'm setting up are to get that done. And it's like I yeah. am leaving work earlier to do that and using my days off for that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny because I feel like throughout this whole podcast, like from the very beginning, one of the ideas that kind of like captured our brains was when we would talk about wearing multiple hats and yeah. we would talk about that a lot. And now we are kind of seeing what that looks like seeing what it like really looks like to like live that and create that and like what roles do I want to fill knowing that I can't only pick one because I'm still like um going to music school studying music business we run this podcast we run this show and we're like building our like music collective and I do a lot of sessions and write for artists and I feel like musically like I'm really leaning into sync Mm -hmm. because that's where I feel like my interests and my ability to make money are going to collide yeah in like a good way (laughs) um and then also I'm like really exploring music business because I feel like that is a strength that I have and maybe I didn't always see like I always saw myself like um being heavily involved in music business at some point Mm -hmm. but I think I used to feel like oh I'm gonna just be a writer for a while and then when once I'm like a really successful writer then I'm gonna dive into like starting my own company or like yada 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 or doing something with within someone else's company but now I'm like okay maybe those things like the business things and the writing things happen more together and are what like allow each other to happen as opposed to like I'm a writer and then I kind of move away from that and then I'm like a 35 year old businesswoman Mm -hmm. you know I think it's also like more realistic to think about the fact that a lot of people aren't just doing music yeah and it's like you are a business person and a writer or you're I mean, my one of my friends who went to LAMP, like, I think she just accepted a position as an A&R. And oh, cool. it's, like, super cool. But, like, she's also a songwriter. And she's also, like, an yeah. amazing songwriter. And she was like, oh, I got this position. And that's really cool. So it's, like, I think 
it doesn't necessarily mean that you're like not doing it anymore but i feel like you also still need to be able to survive and like have a life and i think it's important yeah like the truth of that is that like i think people kind of hearing that and being like oh you're doing something in addition to writing or you're doing something in addition to being an artist and they see that and they're like oh no like that's somehow a failure but the reality is that that is like 99 percent of musicians yeah all the time I mean, that is not 99%. It's 100% because even like like musicians that are making a lot of money from just music are also having, they also have other income streams. Yeah. Like Beyonce has other income streams. She has like her perfumes and like her like commercials and her yada, 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 yeah. like that she probably makes a shit ton of money from. Like it's not just people who like teach, who might like, teach songwriting somewhere and also our writers like it's not just like people like that who might not have like a lot of commercial success who are doing it it is everybody yeah and like everybody is finding like their ways to use their strengths and like expand their abilities within the larger music industry not just like their one craft and it's not a failure it's it's a strength if you like feel empowered by it and you like know how to use your skills yeah and i feel like just to keep in mind that it like i feel like you have to tell yourself that sometimes like it's not a failure (coughs) yeah because i feel like if not then you're like oh like this is not what it's like i hate this Mm -hmm. and i i was talking to my friend about that today we grabbed coffee and i was like saying that i was feeling so bad about not doing more sessions I was like, I feel like Mm. I need to be doing a session every single day or I'm like falling behind or like I'm failing. Yeah. And I think part of that is just because like last year I didn't, I wasn't working. I was just in school doing sessions every day. And so now I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not doing that anymore. Therefore I am falling behind and I'm not going to be as successful. And realistically it's like, I can't be doing sessions every day. I work full time. Yeah. And it's like, I need to have time to do other things as well. And I feel like if you are forcing yourself to do things every day that you don't have time to do, you end up burning out and getting stressed and then hating it. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I'm sure that this is the case in every industry, but I am in music, so I can only speak for that. But when you saying like the term falling behind so much, like that is such like it's such like an invasive feeling. Mm-hmm. And it's everywhere with like, like I have, there are people that I love and writers that I love to work with who I'm friends with. But even though I'm friends with them, like when I ask them like, oh, hey, what's up? How are you? Like the first thing they'll say is like, well, I'm doing like this in this session and like I'm finishing this in this project. And I'm like, ah, oh my God, like, (laughs) like that's cool. Yeah. But that's not even what I was talking about. But it's like everybody, I think a lot of people who our pursuing music careers are like are hyper focused and like really hard working, which is amazing, but it's also like, wow, okay, it can make you feel like very overwhelmed. Yeah. Very easily. Very quickly. But yeah, like the reality of it is that in in a creative industry, nobody is going to take your place because you can't do what they're doing and they can't do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And whatever you're making is going to be different and the success of whatever you're making, like however you define success, but the success of whatever you're making is 
unrelated to anyone else because it doesn't matter like if you put out a song and your friend put out a song and you got like different amount of streams like just because they put out a song like their song isn't affecting your song because it's not the same yeah and you guys aren't the same and people having success at different moments is totally normal and like music careers are not just like an upward trajectory it's like up and down and up and down and like you might be like oh shit my friend is like putting out this project or my friend is signing this thing and I'm not but you have no idea what that's gonna look like for them you have no idea what like what the effects of that are gonna be and they'll have high points and low points just like you and they're not related to you other people's work can't be related to you because it's not the same and it can never be the same anyway that's my spiel on not comparing yourself pop off that was really good (laughs) thank you (laughs) and welcome to my ted talk I got like really like I feel passionate about that because I feel like especially like as someone who is at a large music school where I'm like surrounded by all my peers wanting to do the same thing like people can be so overwhelmed and so competitive and have this very weird mindset about like I can't like mm, the people who are around me can't have what I want Mm -hmm. they can't be successful before me but it's like my friends fucking like having successes like in a selfish mindset if we're gonna be in a selfish mindset that only helps (laughs) me like (laughs) like it's not i mean yes i'm like happy for them and everything and that is true but if you're like trying to calm your like selfish pigeon brain like just think of it as like your friends being successful only makes it more likely for you to be successful because the music industry is based on connections so it's like, yes, all my friends need to pop off because that's going to be beneficial to me. Additionally, I want them to have what they want. Right. But yeah, it's just either way, no matter how you no matter how you say it, no matter how you play it, it's, it's only good. good. Exactly. It's interesting, though, how like the music industry is so competitive. I feel like it's yeah so toxic because people it are is. so gatekeepy <laughs> and competitive. But at the yeah. same time, it's so based off of collaboration. <coughs> I'm yes, like, how literally. is it so collaborative but competitive that you're like, absolutely not. I will not share this contact. I will not let you have any success that I want. And at the same time, it's like, but we could like, we I could need, really like, do this some great stuff together. Like, we really need each other. It's so weird. It's so weird. And it's like, like, I love songwriting because I love co-writing and it's like, there's not I don't there's nothing in it for me if I'm not collaborating with people mm-hmm. like I don't want it I don't want like a creative music career if it's not but collaboration based I love collaborating I like co-writing is my favorite thing especially once you like meet your co-writers like you meet your people yeah. that you're like no matter the day no matter how like I could literally have the worst day ever and then it's like, yeah. if I have a session with you and Rachel, I'm like, this is the best. This is going to be day. the best session. We could literally write a shit song. And I'm still like, this is amazing. Exactly. I'm so happy. Like, which also never happens. Knock on wood. Just saying it's always great. Yeah, actually, we don't. We don't, we don't write bad songs, the three of us. <laughs> when we're together, only good things come from that. <laughs> only good things come from, Like, I don't think there's ever been like a song that we've written, the three of us. And I'm like, oh, that one's not good. Yeah, I agree. They've always been good. I agree. I don't. I don't know what it is about it. Well, I do. Magic. I do know what it is about it is that we just like 
like we like the same things and we communicate well yeah it's true and we're all aquarius so you know that's yeah it helps yeah aquarius may not be able to communicate with people outside of our signs with everyone else but we definitely can communicate with each other and that's what makes a strong team Mm -hmm. bond is is liking the same people and hating the same people (laughs) sometimes we just we levitate and that's my favorite thing this is the fun flash round and i'm really excited about this okay sasha three things you like in a session oh i'm going first oh shit 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 what oh Oh, I was going to say three things I like in a session are you, Rachel, <laughs> and snacks. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. What about you? Three things you like in a session. Um, I would say my, like, not to copy you, but, like, my favorite, like, songwriters, obviously. Yeah, um, of course. I love when the studio is set in a way that the producer does not have their back turned to you because it feels like... <sighs> you're more Good. involved than they're more involved and Don't shut me out lastly i would say which like this isn't really in the session or maybe it is but i like when we all take a break together like all the writers and the producers yeah. like go out for lunch together and then you just like yeah. chat a little more and i feel like when you come back to the session it gets even better the energy is really good yeah I totally agree. I just like when I write with people and then I'm like, oh, I really want to be friends with you. Yeah. It's like, like I we, just love it. Should we go eat? And everyone's like, yeah, let's go. Should we? Go get a little veggie a burger somewhere. Exactly. It's fun. Or maybe a real burger because apparently I need more B12. Yeah. I don't know that you should. I mean, like <laughs> if you want to start eating meat again, you definitely can. But <laughs> anyway, that's unrelated. Okay. Favorite song right now. Me? Yep. Um, this just came out, but I'm gonna say Body Better by Maisie Peters. I was gonna say Body Better. I was literally gonna say that. No way. I listened to that the entire day yesterday and Friday. Me too. It's so good. It's so good. And you know what the thought that can't leave my brain about it is that it is so strangely reminiscent of the nineteen seventy five. Oh like, yeah. The chorus the chorus of that song, I'm like, wow, like they would make perfect sense in my brain to hear Maddie Healy singing that. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, I just can't get out of my brain. And I almost, like, I love, like, I love Maisie. And I love the Maisie version. And I'm, like, listening to it every second. But it would, like, really scratch an itch in my brain if, like, the 1975 covered that. Yeah, they should. Because that would be, like, so good. Wow. I feel like something in my brain just clicked when he said that. <laughs> like, no way. Right? The, like, this she got a better body. Yeah. Like, it was, I can hear Maddie Healy, like, singing that. Me too. Okay, favorite lyric you've written? Uh, that's really hard. <laughs> I think, I think some of my, okay, the first thing that comes to my mind is, like, is old. Because it's hard to remember, like, of new things I've written. Mm-hmm. But the, like, second verse of writing in Brooklyn, even though it's really old, mm-hmm. I've always really loved what is it the lyrics are and i'm counting my bracelets as i gather my phrases say the words that always put you to sleep i see your eyes growing tired like a mirror in my mind see my halo falling down on my feet there you go i think uh, that's just i don't know if that's my favorite like lyric but it's just what pops into my mind because it's so old that it's kind of like ingrained in my mind but i do still like it and i do still i think that like the it withstands the test of time yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like this question, it's a question that's like you can have an old lyric and a new lyric because it's like those are lyrics that have mm. 
they're old and it like you still like them what about you mine is also from an old song that we also wrote together <laughs> mine is what from song? kites in arizona and oh, yeah which lyric i think the pre-chorus is part of like i feel like the end of the first verse going into the pre-chorus the um mm. sat for a while as the sun beat down i thought arizona felt colder somehow even as i watched the orange fade to gray the flowers on your door look the same as yesterday and then my like favorite mm. is the pre which is and the energy that flows through me is enough to not go looking but as i'm flying home and i'm laying low i wish that there was something more Oh, that song, somebody, one of us has to, like, give that song a life somehow. Yeah, I've been, because, this, this was, well, actually, we said that this would be on our, like, our, like, Boy Genius type album. Phoebe Bridges, yeah. ever. Yeah. I think we should, just saying. Kites in Arizona, for context, was an old song that Anique, Rachel, and I wrote, um, about, it was about, like, religion. It was, like, it was a weird mix of it being about our thoughts on on the universe and about religion and also like um Rachel's relative dying yeah. passing away. Well it was like it started um, it literally started from a movie that Sasha and yeah. I watched like literally three times together. A movie that we love, How to Build a Girl. Mm-hmm. And like in the Such movie, a good movie there's like a scene where she's like flying for the first time, I think. And oh, I need like, to rewatch that movie. I love that movie. The clouds. And we were like, hmm. Yeah. We can tie that into a song. And then yeah. it came to be Oh, like, doesn't it start with... Huh? Like, above... Isn't the first lyric, like, above the clouds, I understand it now? Yeah. Something, and the chorus something, is, like, above the clouds, I understand it oh, now. Yeah. Why they looked for something so sure of itself. And I will wait for answers that I know might not be there, hoping I can see you again. <sighs> oh. Yeah. Sad. I really love this song and I think that the pre-chorus I really just like really enjoy. Do you have a, a modern, more recent lyric that's your favorite? Um I wrote a song the other day, so like I don't really know see like so this I'm like I don't know if it's actually good or if it's just in my brain. But right, it's hard to tell when it's recent. Yeah, I'm like this is from literally like three days ago. And it was, I want you to kiss the color off my lips. I swear if I could, mm. I would wrap my body in the callus sit- sitting on my fingertips. Because it'd be harder to break through. Maybe then I wouldn't want you. Oh, wow. You're getting very Taylor Swifty. Thank you. Like, you've always been, but I feel like you're, like, you're evolving with Taylor. Like, your old songs, like, like I'm thinking, like, Hollow and, like, Poison were more, like, early Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And now you're getting into her, like, her, her, like, wordy, poetic, like, brain. And you're, like, doing the same thing, and I love that it. That is so kind. Thank you. I really love what it. What is your recent lyric? <sighs> I'm looking through my notes, because I have, like, like, le- like a bunch of lyrics and songs that I, like, haven't finished yet. But, but I'm like, oh, I like that. I want to use that. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I found was... Um, I don't even know if I like it so much. I just kind of like the idea. Mm-hmm. And I, I really only like the last line, but I'll read like the whole thing. I said, I don't want to climb out of this feeling. You're saying shit. And at some point it lost meaning. If you don't think that I'm bitter, then you don't know me. Ooh. And the line that I like is if you don't think, if you don't think that I'm bitter, then you don't know me. Cause I <laughs> it's like felt like this in 
it, internal thing where I'm like, and some a negative aspect of me is that I like do hold grudges and I can be like very stubborn and like bitter about things. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think I was like imagining a situation where it was like a made up story, but it was like if someone was like, you're going to like be forgiving or whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, well, if you actually like loved me and knew me, then you would know that I'm not me. <laughs> Like forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like you, if you actually loved me, then you would know that this isn't going to go like how you thought it would. <laughs> I like that. I look forward to hearing it in the song. Favorite interview moment from this past season. Um, My favorite in- interview moment would be the Carol interview. Yeah. And I just thought it was really funny when she was talking about letting her intrusive thoughts win. Oh, no. And she was like, she was like, I just have like a really like sexual intrusive thoughts during sessions. And I'm like, I have to say, like, choke me. <laughs> yes. I Like, I loved that. <laughs> I think about that all the time. I'm like, this is, that was probably my favorite. She, that was, was so, so funny <laughs> that she said that. <laughs> I just feel the same. Like, but so, <laughs> I feel like, but it's funny because I feel like the only sessions where I feel comfortable enough to like, to like let my intrusive thoughts win is with like you and Rachel, but it's hilarious yeah. how Rachel would like, like shut it down so quickly. <laughs> I was like, what if we said <laughs> like X, Y, Z. Along the lines of something Carol would say, and Rachel would be like, literally, kick me off the Zoom. She's like, anyways, so I was thinking. She's like, Anik, did you say something? Exactly. No, it's so funny, though. That's hilarious. Yeah, I feel like uh, the Carol interview was, like, a big highlight, especially since, like, we were such fans of her. The Thor. Yeah, I feel like we look up to her as songwriters. Yeah. And it was just, like, very exciting to talk with her and, like, have it, like, go how it did and be, like, so nice and, like, and chatty and bondy. It was just, like, really special. I mean, I've loved a lot of the interviews. Me too. Um, It's, I think it was a great season. I agree. I mean, it always is. And I feel like we, and also Susanna. I loved having Susanna on. And, I mean, I've loved, I loved everyone. But I think like it was so cool to have her on and she was like so excited to be yeah. on and excited about what we were doing. And it was just like I felt like very connected to her. As I well. did too. Yeah. I think those are great ones. I was I love mm-hmm. this season and I'm looking forward to what comes next. Yeah. Super secret, fun, exciting stuff coming super to you guys secret. soon. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. But thank you guys so much for listening and you know being on the journey of season four 